This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, Open Floor Globe? I'm your host, Michael the Pod Peanut, and I'm joined on the other line by my good friend, Sports Illustrated senior writer, Chris Herring. Chris, uh, normally we jump into a little preamble before the show. We ask each other how we're doing. We get into some pleasantries. Maybe I'd inquire about your July 4th weekend plans. All that talk is canceled today. I apologize. Uh, Free agency just started. And we have a lot to get to on today's show where we'll be talking about pretty much everything and breaking down our big winners and losers through the opening 24 hours of activity. Maybe there'll be some breaking news we can react to um, live, which would be a lot of fun. Uh, Before we begin, a quick reminder to keep your emails coming to the Open Floor Globe, openfloormail at gmail.com. That's openfloormail at gmail.com. All right, Chris. So before we uh, we break down the reported transactions and we, we you know we dole out our winners, our losers, cough cough, the Sacramento Kings. We uh, we have to talk about the biggest NBA news in years. Literally, uh, yesterday, Kevin Durant went to Nets owner Joe Sy and officially requested. Uh, a trade. Um, a lot of fun stuff happened yesterday after that, but this is kind of a shadow that hangs over it all. Just what was your first reaction to this news? And do you think the Nets are, are screwed or can they kind of recover in the in the short term here? Um, my first reaction was to immediately check whether it was like Woj's real Twitter account. That tweeted that um, and to check whether it was Shams's real Twitter account that tweeted that because I was like, nah, it, it just it, it's not that the news didn't make sense in light of the stuff we've heard over the last week or two. It was just more 
that's seismic and let me <laughs> let me double check that like legitimate reporters are reporting this before I just start going off and start making plans to podcast, write, you know, reach out to editors to see what they need. That was pretty big news. And um, it, you know, it, it, again, it makes sense, but it just was massive, massive news. And also it came a day or two after we thought maybe likely that the Nets stuff was settled once Kyrie opted back in. Um, so it was, it was surprising. To your other question about whether the Nets are okay or whether they're screwed, it's both because they'll probably get back enough stuff to stay relevant enough in the moment to make a plan to make the playoffs as a back-end playoff team. But that's also not good enough. And, you know, you and I were talking offline. Um, other writers on our staff were kind of talking online in a chat um, in a text thread where it's like it, it's useful to be good, you know, but also when the Nets had everybody, when they had Durant, Irving, James Harden, they still weren't selling out games with that group, let alone, you know, what they're going to have now. Um, so it's it's just, you know, th- their second fiddle in the city of New York, regardless of who they have. Um, so when you have a lesser, you know, watered down version of what you would have had, you could have won a championship with the cord that you had before if everything went right, if injuries weren't a thing, um, if people got vaccinated, any number of things. Uh, now it's okay. Yeah, you're not irrelevant, but on some level, um, if you could bottom all the way out because you had your own picks, like you might prefer that. Uh, some teams would obviously prefer that as opposed to being in the middle, which is where the Nets are almost certain to be now, maybe at the the top of the back end or the middle. Do you and, think, uh, okay, can I stop right there? Do you think they're sure. going to be in the middle? So we look at what they have, which is they have Ben Simmons, they have Joe Harris, they re-signed Nick Claxton, uh, re-signed Patty Mills, who opted out and then uh, took, uh, I think they just gave him as much yeah, as like they an could extra with the early bird. Yeah. Right. Um, they're going to trade, presumably, Kyrie Irving if they don't stretch him. I don't, Kyrie Irving is not going to. I know he opted in. He will probably never play another game with the Brooklyn Nets. And then you have, which leads me into kind of the next phase of this conversation, you have whatever you get for Kevin Durant. And that is where it's really interesting to me because they don't have any of their picks going forward. Well, they do have some of their picks, but they're all controlled by... Uh, the Houston Rockets from the James Harden trade. They can't trade any picks going forward, which is really hampering as you're trying to to build a team. Um, but you kind of look at j- the fact that Kevin Durant is signed for the next four years. I know he's 33, turns 34 in September. The guy just averaged uh, 30 points per game with the 11th highest true shooting percentage in the NBA last season. I think Maybe people are a little down on him off the postseason, the series that he had against the Celtics. This is still like uh, this is Kevin Durant we're talking about. So I'm really interested to see what they can get back for him. And if they do get back a uh, I'll just throw a name out there, Anthony Davis, um, which is not impossible. Like what like that is. So I don't know if we can say if they're going to be at the middle, if they're going to still be something that 
looks like a contender. Uh, I guess it all hinges on Simmons. If Simmons looks like an all-star again, okay. You have a, a very good player who won't be hampered by, you know, a, a low post big man on his team. And you'll have someone else who, whether it be throwing out another name, Paul George, uh, you know, I don't think that the DeAndre and Mikhail Bridges package necessarily makes you a title contender, but this team has some flexibility and some moves to make. If they even were to take that Suns package, they would get a lot of picks and then they could move those picks and get a little bit more aggressive. So I, I think when you have an owner who's as wealthy as Josiah is and, you know, they don't seem committed or even willing to go back at all, as was hinted at with the Royce O'Neal trade to replace Bruce Brown, who left in free agency. Um, I don't know. And I'm, I'm kind of rambling. I don't know if they're at the middle. I don't know if they can sure. get back to the top um, or near the top. The talent de- like depletion is clear. Kevin Durant is very, very special. And he is the reason that we thought that they were or I thought that they were going to win the title this year before the season and the preseason. Um, But I just want to see what they get for this guy, because this trade package could be absolutely historic. No, I mean, of course it could be. There's just so many questions within it. And I've said this before, um, actually talking about Simmons specifically um, in light of the James Harden stuff when he was still a rocket. And the idea why the Rockets didn't want to trade for Ben Simmons at the time when they were looking at all the different options they had as far as where they would trade James Harden. You want to be able to kind of rebuild the team exactly the way you want to. And there are some complications with something like this where people say, well, Durant has four years left. It's not like he's a one and done. Whoever gets him is just going to have to, you know, really, really be mindful of whether he wants to be there or not. He's got four years. He doesn't like where he's sent. So be it. He doesn't have leverage here. Well, yes, no, you're you're not going to trade him to Siberia because other players around the league are going to see that you start to develop a reputation. If players grow to hate you because of something like that, he's well liked throughout the league. I think by most people, Um, as far as the players are concerned and stuff like that, people see it. So if he wants to go to Phoenix or if he wants to go to Miami, you are at least going to try to facilitate that if they've got the resources to make it work, if they've got the assets to make it work, you would try to do that. So that was why I framed it through the prism of, uh, you know, they, they might be somewhere in the middle. If you get Bridges, who is one of my favorite players in the league and somebody like Aiton, because all of a sudden at that point where you'd like to rebuild stuff around Simmons you you do run into some of the problems that you talked about before. You'd have a big man, granted one that can do a couple of different things and be in different parts of the floor, but Simmons is still going to be playing with a, a somewhat traditional big uh, if you get him. And if you have to do that because Durant is dead set on going to Phoenix and you feel like that's the best package, then you're taking Aiton back. And I don't really know. Well, I don't know. Aiton could decide to go somewhere else too. That's another part of this. Uh there's a couple of things involved with this that just make it kind of weird, to be honest with you. But if I had to guess for next year and what next year looks like, I'm guessing that Brooklyn, I would be very surprised if they're like a top three team in the East. I could be wrong on that. We could see where he's traded. We could see where he ends up going. I would venture to guess. I would see them more likely being a lower tier playoff team in the East. Um mm-hmm. 
And I think that that's probably like the safest if I had to pick like an interval to place them. I would say, yeah, they'll probably make the playoff as a back end team. We don't know exactly how Simmons will look coming back off this. We don't know what his role will be. We don't know how much you want to ramp him up or if it's going to be immediate. They can go out and give 35 minutes a night. Um, there's just a lot of questions about this team. And there's still the Steve Nash question, which I, I, part of me wonders about him and how he's feeling about a lot of this, where it's like, bring back Kenny time, Atkinson. Just bring back Kenny Atkinson. Man, I, there's a big part of me that looks at that and I'm like, Kenny Atkinson was a good coach. I, I've liked Kenny Atkinson for a while. He's a good developmental coach. I think he deserves more credit than just being a guy that can develop talent. Um, and you ran him out, obviously, because you wanted to keep Kyrie and Kevin Durant happy. Um, Play DeAndre Jordan over Jared Allen. Oh, I hope he comes up on the podcast later, too, because good Lord. that Shout out, he was shout not out to the one Denver the, Nuggets. <laughs> he was not one of the first names I was expecting to come off the pre-agent board yesterday. No, um, not at all. But anyway, so we, we both rambled about this now, but I... It could go a lot of different directions, but yeah, it was uh, just fascinating. It's going to be fascinating to see where Katie goes. Obviously, the hall could be historic, but it's going to be interesting to see whether it's historic and whether it's everything Brooklyn wants, because if you really don't want DeAndre Ayton to be your guy or one of the guys that you're getting back, the, the, the guy at the highest number that you bring back, it's weird because it's like you should be getting exactly what you want when you trade somebody like Kevin Durant. So we'll see. And honestly, that's something that I've been thinking about with this because you made a point that I've seen a lot of places and it's not necessarily a wrong one at all, which is that KD has, you know, he's got some leverage here in picking where he wants to go. He's made his his list of teams so far that have been reported as Phoenix and Miami. Um, I, I don't understand that in all honesty. Um he has four years left on his contract. And if I'm the Nets and I sign a player to a four-year, $198 million contract extension, um, a deal he did not have to, he did not have to sign that. Like he didn't have to extend with us. Kyrie didn't extend with us. James Harden didn't extend with us. Katie chose to extend. So if I'm Joe Sai and he comes to me and he's like, I I'm I want out. first of all, like I don't have to trade him. If Katie wants to like not show up, I don't think he will actually do that. So I would. Hey man, he's, he's tight with Kyrie. I don't know what this man is trying to do. Like it's he's 30. He'll be 30. He'll be 34 in September. Like, and he loves playing basketball. I I don't think he would pull it either. I'm just saying like everybody could turn full heel here. Kyrie could retire and become Katie's agent and then encourage Katie to, to just sit out forever. You know, like there's so many weird things with that. And now I know I'm being a little silly, but it's. I okay. Just, but let's, let's, let's the, 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 the greater point here. And then I think the one that's more relevant and likely, I don't think that just, I will say, no, we're not trading you. He could do that though. I think that what is more interesting to me is the fact that Katie has this desired team list and there are only so many partners that um Sean Marks can negotiate with. Right. I, I don't I don't think that that is like maybe it is accurate. I don't think it should be at all. This is not Kawhi Leonard with one year left on his deal saying I want to go to LA 
and the Spurs saying, we're not trading you to LA. We're trading you to Toronto. And then he just leaves Toronto after winning a title. This is not Anthony Davis having leverage in New Orleans. Like pick your star, James Harden in Houston when he wanted out one more year. These guys had leverage and the market for them was low because they could just leave. So the team wasn't going to get a lot in return for them in a trade. No one's going to give up all these different assets um, for said player, knowing that they could just flee in free agency. That's why DeMar DeRozan and Jakob Pertl was the package that the Spurs got for Kawhi Leonard and kind of look at where they are right now. Yeah. Um, so my point is like, if I'm the Nets, that's cool that you want to go to the Suns. If I don't like DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges and three picks from the Suns, which, by the way, I think that those picks would be really valuable. But if I don't like that, like I'm going elsewhere and I want to see what I can get. And I think that I will have more bidders here because this man is under contract for four more years. <laughs> like I, I just think it's 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 like. I mean, you had the um, you had the Raptors in our shoot around today on SI.com mm-hmm. uh, as the team that you would like to see KD play for. And it's like, if I'm mm-hmm. Sean Marks, I'm making calls like that. I'm saying, OK, can yeah. I get Scotty Barnes? Can call. I get Evan Mobley? Can I get X, Y, Z? Like, I'm trying to get everything for this guy. He's incredible. When he's on your team, you're basically a championship contender. Um. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, that, that part of it is just like, it's kind of weird to me. And I don't, I don't like it, frankly. Like you shouldn't be able to just sign a, a, a a contract, get your money and then be like, you know what? I'm out. This hasn't worked out. Even though I, I hear you 120%. Like I said, the Raptors would be my choice for KD, which my choice doesn't matter. My thought doesn't matter. Um, I very badly wanted to see Chris Paul go to the Spurs several years back before he decided, I think, to go to Houston. I think it was. Or maybe it was before he went to uh, Phoenix. I can't remember anymore. But um, all these things, like none of what we think matters. It, you're right. Like Katie loves playing basketball. Ultimately, the man played basketball in Oklahoma City. Like it really may not matter. Um, <laughs> but what I will say is that if it did for some reason or if he was really pissed off about it and dude just decided not to play and you're talking about a team that – the only teams that are going to look at trading for him are ones that feel like they could win a title if he's there. Uh, and all of a sudden, if Katie just decides that he's going to be angry and going to be like a, a downer about it to where he's not giving his all, we've seen examples of it before. Uh, <laughs> one of Katie's very recent teammates uh, where they just basically stopped trying. Now, I don't think that that's Katie's MO at all. Uh, I don't I, I it would be hard for me to imagine him doing that. He's a guy that gives his all maybe to a fault with regards to the 2019 finals and playing through the calf issue and, and obviously uh, injuring the Achilles. But I like it. Let's not act like it's never happened before. Uh, maybe it's different just from the standpoint of like, you know, James Harden was in a last uh, year situation, but still like it, it, it can happen. We haven't seen it happen and we wouldn't expect it from KD, but crazier things have happened. And I don't, I I do think that's something that like a team's not going to be enthused about. Like you're going to have to really massage out a lot of issues if you get the impression that your player is not going to want to play there. 
mm-hmm. for any reason, and particularly someone of that stature. Uh, but we'll see. Like I, I imagine that there would be conversations that would happen before a deal like that would be finalized. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's got more. Not him. The Nets have more options than just the Suns and the Heat, and I, I, they would be dumb not to talk to those different teams. And I would imagine that a lot of different teams have at least placed calls to see if there's a way to have some form of back channel communication to figure out whether he'd at least be open to playing there. Those teams would be stupid for not checking that or not looking into that. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from Ryobi. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the Ryobi leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with Ryobi's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Okay. I think we spent long enough talking about this. Um, There's no new news here. Um, and it'll just be kind of fascinating to see what direction the Nets go in. This is league altering. This will be a league altering trade whenever it does happen. Um, wherever KD goes, uh, whatever the Nets get back, the fallout, the reverberations, it'll all be really fascinating. We'll cover it later. Um, briefly want to mention before we get into the signings, um, DeJounte Murray was traded to the Atlanta Hawks. It's a humongous deal. We'll be covering that at some other time. Uh, there was just a lot of activity. And because of how we kind of schedule this podcast, uh, you know, we didn't have a, a rapid reaction pod for that move. So we'll cover that at another time. But I just want to acknowledge it because it's 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 that's kind of a 
I, I don't know if it's been like overlooked already because of the activity, but that's it a semi seismic <laughs> move right there. It definitely um, has and a fascinating yeah. one. Yeah. Fascinating, fascinating trade that I have a, a, so many thoughts on that I've shared with you um, and Rohan and, and our colleague Jeremy Wu in our text thread. So we'll we'll open up about that a little later, but let's get to winners and losers now, because this is this is where it gets fun. And literally, Chris, as we are talking or as I am talking, I get a, a a text notification that John Wall has officially signed with the Los Angeles Clippers. So there's just there's stuff flowing in uh, left and right as we record. Um, do you have a do you want to kick us off with a winner from uh, from yesterday, from this morning that you saw yep. uh, just, you know, perusing online, <laughs> scrolling through Twitter? You just want to, me to what cut your should, we, should we start? obvious or should we like go a little bit deeper into the weeds and then work let's our way go to the let's, let's start big let's start big so one that's not obvious then okay <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. me to me the one i had a team on the fence and i moved them firmly into the winner circle as of like an hour and a half ago after they made this move the denver nuggets um bruce brown might be my favorite like team fit player fit of this free agent class period uh, with the nuggets, just thinking about Bruce Brown back cutting and just kind of being, you know, screen and rolls with Nikola Jokic um, on a team that really was deficient defensively at on the wings last year. Uh, he will be great in a row. I mean, it's funny. We watched <laughs> Bruce Brown basically do Blake Griffin's job uh, for the Brooklyn Nets last year for long stretches and do the job more effectively than Blake did, you know, at least last season. Um, and that is a role that can be, you know, that he can be effective in for the Nuggets along with the starters. You know, I think it was a role that, you know, a lot of people kind of were hoping that Aaron Gordon would just kind of fit perfectly into. And he really doesn't when the other guys are out, when Murray's out, when Porter's out. So Bruce Brown fits very well next to Jokic. I think he could be a good bench piece for them as well. Um, even when he's not there, it, 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 it's just a very, very good fit for Denver. I had been on the fence about the nuggets prior to that. And, and not to mention, this is a six, uh, you know, a $6 million, six and a half million dollar a year deal for two years for Bruce Brown. So it's, it's good value for them. Um, I was on the fence about how I felt for Denver prior to that because while I was very excited to see them getting Caldwell Pope from the Wizards I hated 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 them losing Monty Morris to do it um well Barton I understand how much he means to Denver fans he was not a great fit with that team particularly defensively he was a disaster for them at times defensively I know he had injuries I know he had to fight back from those to get back on the court um he was a good enough scorer for them but the team wasn't always really in desperate need of scoring. And I suspect that'll be even more true um, when they get Murray, when they get Porter back, they're going to need more defense. And so if there could have been a way to get Caldwell Pope without giving up Monty Morris, you know, home run free agency for them. If that's the case, I hate them having to lose him because I feel like he's a top three, four backup point guard in this league. Um, So that's a big loss for them, but I do like the fact that they've gotten bigger defensively on the wings that they've gotten better defensively on the wings 
And I love the fact that, you know, as they do that, that Bruce Brown is a guy that seems to fit their offense like a glove for those minutes where he's going to be along with Jokic. So I, I'm going to pick them as my first winner here. It's so funny that you you pick them as a winner because um, I like that trade for them. Uh, you know, I think getting under the tax, which is kind of icky, was a yeah, big, big part of getting rid of Monte Morris. And the, there's like a five million dollar difference between his salary and Ish Smith's and Contavious Caldwell Pope. Ish and, too. Yeah. Yeah. Who's non-guaranteed and could be waived. We'll see. Um, I think they'll keep him, but I'll, they could be. Yeah. They could. Faku might be on his way out. Um, you're right. Uh, and then, you know, Barton and uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, their their salaries are basically a wash. Um, but so I like that deal. I like that deal for them. I like, you know, Calvin Booth spoke extensively about needing to upgrade defensively. He didn't think that last year's roster was championship worthy, even if healthy because of defensive woes, particularly mm-hmm. on the perimeter. So I like that. I love the Bruce Brown signing. Makes a lot of sense. Great price. Uh, two years, 13 mil, I believe it is. Uh, he's a fantastic fit. The inverted pick and rolls will be a blast with Jokic. Um, <laughs> when I started, I'm putting together a winner's losers column right now. And okay. when I was just jotting things down from the start, I had the nuggets as a loser from the jump near the top of my list because of the Teandre Jordan signing. And like, <laughs> it's like, I, I, it's funny. Cause as I put them in the winner's column, I kind of forgot about that. Cause I had them in the middle because I liked what they were doing, but I hated that. And it's not even that I hate it because I do, but I think I hated how quickly again, it it was so early. I'm like, if he's like the last thing you do, it's like the principle of the thing, right? Like, yes, (laughs) who watched the postseason and was like, because all of this is negotiated before uh, 6 p.m. Clearly on Thursday. So it's like, who saw the postseason? Who watched last year of, of NBA basketball? And in that front office and was like, you know, we got to get on the phone. We got to get DeAndre Jordan. That's like our top priority. We got to get some lockdown. Rivers knew that it was time. (laughs) Like, I mean, like, and then like, I I hate, I feel like people pile on doc. I think he's a better coach than he gets. Like he, he gets criticism that's well deserved, but I think people go over the top with it. Like he's never accomplished anything. Like he's never been a good coach, but doc, like who was like the, the stalwart of the DeAndre Jordan train was like enough and like so the idea that this was a day one not even a day one like an hour one signing was like what the hell uh but i yeah i mean i don't know my here's my other thing the reason i was confused by that now i feel like you're talking me into like putting them back in the middle um (laughs) instead of like a winner because i forgot about that because because in my mind i'm like he's not going to play so it doesn't matter but they signed him they they had demarcus cousins who was good for them last year. So I don't even like, I'm not sure what cousins is going to get in free agency, but like, is there a universe in which you'd rather have Deandre Jordan than DeMarcus cousins? Cousins was good for them. So that's what, that's what was confusing. (laughs) But I'm, I'm, I'm like hoping that, and, and maybe that's why I had them in my winners columns or my winners, uh, portion, because like, I don't even see, why you would need to play DeAndre Jordan, because I think they'll be 
more than okay without him. But that's, I mean, like, who knows? Like, obviously, they, Cousins is not like a shoe in to come back. I don't know why they signed him so early. So maybe, maybe there should be a winner. I don't know what that was. I'm still really confused by it, honestly. Yeah. And before we move off from Denver, I did, I, I write uh, just a little teaser for my, my, my piece. Putting on my, you know, my tinfoil hat here, uh, the DeAndre Jordan signing could be an elaborate ploy to juice up Jokic's on-off numbers so that he wins a third straight MVP. That's really the only theory that I have here. Um, (laughs) But the other thing I'll just quickly say, and I'm not. This is kind of unfair, very unfair, probably. Um, hindsight's 2020, but the decision to give Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Um, designated rookie max extensions, which takes them out of the possibility of trading for Kevin Durant. I kind of ding them for that too this offseason, which is like not fair at all. But um, the, the for those who don't know, they are not allowed to trade. The Nets are not allowed to acquire one or both of those players in a deal for KD unless Ben Simmons is off the roster. And even Simmons, then, right. yeah, and even then you can't acquire um, both of them. And that's kind of what would be needed in a transaction to get someone of KD's caliber because they just don't have the draft capital either. So, I, yeah, I you know, that's completely unfair and and whatever. But I'm just I'm mentioning it because I wonder if teams going forward will want to be a little bit more flexible in giving out those max extensions how they do because we're seeing the same thing with Bam Adebayo and these contracts you want to show commitment to your player but you're kind of threading a needle here um these contracts like they don't I mean they were kind of criticized in the moment when they were given for Murray for MPJ for, even for, for Bam Porter, with the timing for sure yes yeah. yes um, and you know, Murray's never made an all, I'm not saying that the contract should never have happened, but the timing of it and how it was kind of structured, I, I think that it's, uh, good it's point. interesting. It's all something say. that I hadn't really thought about much. It's a good point. Yeah. So, um, okay. Let's move on to who's uh, your first winner. Let's hear it. Okay. So a winner that I have and. I don't know if it's the biggest. First of all, I, I want to say this is not my biggest team winner, but I, I want to shout out everyone who signed. I don't know if you were up at midnight, Chris, when the official Supermax extensions were just like rolling out and my yeah, phone was blowing up. Uh, you know, Jokic signing the biggest contract in NBA history, Brad Beal signing his massive extension, Ja Morant signing his massive Supermax. Cat, Devin Booker, Zach Levine today. I just like it's like that's just like I don't know. I think it's cool to see that like that dollar amount going to these guys, like 200 plus mil. That's pretty sweet. Um, I think those guys are winners, <laughs> I would say. Um, so just shout out to them for getting that money, getting that bag. Um, the team that I think won yesterday, uh, the Houston Rockets won quite Good a call. bit. Uh, and I just want to read an email really quick before I get into my explanation. It comes from a reader named Eric, who always gives us wonderful stuff. Eric writes, with the Katie developments and the implosion of Brooklyn, is Raphael Stone, Rockets GM, looking like a genius? When the trade for Harden was made, I couldn't believe that the Rockets took unprotected picks that looked like late first rounders at the time over Ben Simmons. But now Ben Simmons has imploded and the Nets are in danger of having the Celtics Nets 
And then with the way that Harden is playing, the Rockets must be ecstatic to get off that contract. It's amazing how much things change in 18 months. The NBA should stand for the never boring league. Uh, thank you, Eric. I think it would have to be the never boring. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> the NBL. I think we have one of those already. I think it's like yes. in Australia. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to you, Eric. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the Rockets, you know, it's looking like potentially yeah. uh, the Nets could, you know, if I could have one team's future draft capital, the Nets would be up there for sure. So Houston already has Jabari. Smith Jr., they have Jalen Green, they have Shangun, they have uh, just a bunch of really intriguing, explosive. They Sean Tate. They extended him, so, which I like. I really like that move for them. So that contract also is in my, my piece. It is frankly shocking to me that he signed for that low of a number. I know he's a I restricted know. free agent, but you look at the number that so let me take a step back. It's three years, $22 million. Third year is a team option. He's 26 years old. He's an awesome defender, very versatile, plays way bigger than he actually is. He's 6'4". Um, the three-point shot isn't really there, but he can you know, make... He's like a kind of a frisky playmaker a little bit, like just a smart utility knife type of piece. Mm-hmm. And Lou Dort who is a huge winner for me, got five years, $87.5 million. And Lou Dort is four years, about four years, three and a half years younger than Tate. They're very similar players though. And if I'm looking, if I'm Tate, or I guess if we're looking at it from a positive perspective, if I'm the Rockets, I'm like, I got Tate for this number and the Thunder paid that number to get their guy. I know that he's younger, et cetera. I know the franchises are, I mean, actually, they're kind of in similar positions right now. Um, But just looking at it comparatively from that perspective, like huge win for the Rockets. And um, Lou Dort, shout out to you for getting that that contract, which I. Yo, I saw that. I I had to I had like the cartoon eyes that popped out of my head because like the other the other comp there, which I'm sure we'll talk about probably soon in this pod is gary payton the second mm-hmm. uh like a, a guy an undersized guy who plays bigger than he actually is uh who is you know very very good on defense a good team guy a little bit older than some of the other guys that might have come out in this class uh in payton's case he's just an older guy because he you know it took a while for him to, to really stick uh another guy that got somewhere kind of more along the range of what we're talking about with Jay Sean Tate. So the idea that we're talking about that kind of money for Dort, uh, who I know is built like a, a literal tank and is a very fun player to watch who might have more upside offensively than the other two, but still 87. I was, <laughs> I know the money is jumping a lot. And I think that that's something like, particularly with the Brunson deal that for whatever reason, people, when you see big round numbers, 110, you know, 87, it's not round, but you know, People freak a little bit and the, the money is jumping and these teams are already anticipating the cap jumps that are going to come from the next deal. But still, even with all of that in mind, 87 mil for Lou Dort was kind of eye popping, probably more so than any other deal I saw um, over the course of yesterday. Should we spice things up and, and throw in a loser now, Chris? Yes. Okay. Tell me who screwed up. 
Okay. Um, I, I think it probably goes without saying that uh, the the Nets or the team, you know, nobody would have really wanted their situation. Uh, maybe the Nets did, you know, but I imagine that they would have preferred that Kevin Durant wanted to stay. Uh, you want me to get real spicy, or you want me to you want me to be like Emerald and kick it up a notch later? Oh, throw the spice out there. Let's let's shake it out onto the plate right now. Okay, this will be a little spicy. I'll quantify it, but the Warriors. As, as we as we talk about, you know, how great this team, how great their forecast was, and it still is, I think. But part of what we looked at when we looked at their roster of guys and, you know, who was an impact, who were impact players in this finals run, Gary Payton and Otto Porter were guys that really mattered in this run. Maybe it was who they were playing. Whatever else you want to say, fine. Losing those two guys hurts to some extent. You're projecting that guys can replace them and replenish what they gave you, but they're young guys. They might be ready. They may not be ready. They may not be ready ultimately for the stage. You could have other injuries that make those guys incapable of giving you what they gave you. But I I think in particular, like I think you can replace an Otto Porter type so I'm curious to see like who they might be able to pick up to do that sort of thing. Peyton, I think, hurts them. Losing yes. Peyton really hurts them. And I, I don't even think it's debatable that he was he was important enough with that group to have been a starter with that group, particularly in a matchup against the Celtics. Uh, they looked old. They looked unathletic when they were playing against the Grizzlies, in part because Peyton was not there after he got hurt. Um, there were times where they looked somewhat unathletic against a team like Boston, just relative to what Boston had to throw at them. They made up for it. I think they had more smarts. They had more experience. Wiggins was able to help you make up for a lot of that too. So it, it puts Wiggins, it makes Wiggins more important in some ways, um, where like you cannot afford for that guy to get hurt. Um, can I just say, forward. can yeah. I just say like the way I see basketball, Sometimes like uh, this is going to be like really controversial and I, 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 I don't know. I, I hope people understand what I'm saying, but like, I would rather have Gary Payton the second on my team than Jordan Poole. Like I understand I get it. there are, are things that you need around in your infrastructure for that type of decision to make sense. Like you need, you already need good players. Like, if I'm building a team from scratch, maybe, yeah, I take Jordan Poole and I'd rather, you know, sure. And that's build obvious. around the margins there. Yeah. But like, I would just, if I was the Warriors, I just think that he's, he was, he's very critical. Um, and they yeah. don't win the title without him. Uh, and for them to, I guess, like lose him for financial reasons. Because it seems yeah. like they're going to try to bring back Looney and, you know, everyone talks about how the Chase Center pumps out money. Okay, well, yeah, you're trying to win a don't. title now. What's <laughs> going on? Why would you let him go? Yeah, I knew that they were going to lose one of those three. And like Porter was probably always a relatively obvious one for those reasons. Um, I was a little bit surprised to hear that they were going to lose Peyton. Um I like Looney makes sense just because he's a center, 
And obviously he's a center that can move his feet, which so it's not to reduce him to, oh, he's just a center. We've seen him offensive rebound. We've seen him hold his own against Luca at the top of the key. That's not something that everybody can just do. It's not easy to just replace people like that. But I, I figured like maybe we'd hear about Peyton going elsewhere like a couple days in the free agency just because like the Warriors were really going to think long and hard about whether they, you know, like could meet whatever they need. They obviously could have. And that's what you're saying. It's financial. They could have done it. But I'm a little bit surprised that, uh, you know, the number was higher than I expected to be a little bit higher than I expected it to be. But I figured the Warriors would bring him back just because it's it's so clear that they don't really have a whole lot of other guys that can do what he does. Um, so that one surprised me. And I feel like that's a big hit for them. I, I will say that, like, the only way that you firmly say, like, they're huge losers here is if they lose Looney as well, which I don't see that happening. Um, at, at that point, you're like, what are they doing? Unless they're just banking that heavily on someone like Wiseman. But I don't see that sort of progression coming after somebody like Wiseman missed, uh, you know, missed a year um, and Looney, the experience he has. So we'll see. I, but I was, I was a little bit surprised that Peyton's walking and that they're letting him walk. Uh, and, and for that reason, I've got them in my loser column for now. So I guess real quick, we both agree that uh, Portland is a winner. We like Portland. Portland. That was the obvious one to me. Yeah. Yeah. Portland got Gary Payton the second. Tremendous fit. Um, what I was saying earlier is like, I guess, okay. If I was Portland and I have Dame and I have, you know, the pieces around Dame, I've got Jeremy Grant, I've got Anthony Simons, et cetera. I would much rather have Gary Payton the second than Jordan Poole. Um Maybe that's like an obvious, like too obvious and not even worth saying. Maybe it's controversial. I don't know. That's just how I, I see it. And, you know, think we just talked about Bruce Brown. They're very similar players and how they function offensively. Just you can't put if you do put a weak defender on Gary Payton, the second he's going to set a ball screen for Dame. There's going to be a four on threes uh, or Dame will cook that weaker defender on a switch like there's just. I just I love it offensively. He's one of the best defenders in the entire NBA. And the Portland Trailblazers have had the worst defense over the past three seasons. Like just a really smart, savvy signing from a front office that's really been really been impressive. They haven't officially re-signed Dame on his extension. I should say extended Dame uh, with the hundred plus million two year extension. I think that that's coming. That's been reported to, to be a shoe that's going to drop. But like they're trying to thread this needle of being good in the present, not kind of crapping on their future and going all in around Dame. And I think they're doing a pretty good like job. Uh, so you they didn't also mention re-signed. the one other thing that we t- go ahead. Maybe that's exactly where you were about to say it was that they just, they about, just brought yeah, back. Nurk. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Just about to say uh, 70 million over four years. That like, number's fine from where I sit. That's fine. Yeah. It's maybe a little much for a big um, a center. Um, but you don't want to lose him. Too. Yeah, right. exactly. You, he gets, seems to get hurt every year, <laughs> but he's he's skilled uh, for sure. And when he's and, out there, he's he's very valuable to that team. Although it's yeah. a very different looking team now, so we'll see. But I'm I'm more or less okay with that. I uh, I thought and it was funny because Shelby, our producer here, was saying like, "Well, you you know you kind of crapped on you know Nurk, and it, it's not so much that as much as I I thought this team badly needed some new blood, needed some new faces." that they rocked too long with the same top three players on this roster. Now they've shaken that up a little bit. 
Um, and it gives you some versatility that they did not have, particularly defensively with Grant and Peyton now. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see it. I don't know what I think yet, but I'm intrigued. As, I'm interested in watching them play in a way that I haven't been in a couple of years. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Okay, so I don't know if this is a a winner, a loser. I'm still... (laughs) There's a a lot of... I've got a couple teams like that, too. I literally have a a column listed in between. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't know what to do. with <laughs> And I've got another uh, comp listed up waiting on, because I know that there's stuff exactly. that's going to happen. That exactly. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the New York Knicks. I, yep. I, I don't know. Like I have them in here in my column. I wrote uh, about, I don't even know, like 200 words so far about how I think that they are actually a winner. And yep. it's like, I've been pretty vocal about not liking the Jalen Brunson contracts, been pretty vocal that we knew was coming for days. I was pretty vocal about on draft night. I thought they were a loser and how they, you know, basically punted on picking the 11th, having utilizing the 11th pick, taking another rookie, getting cost control, uh, another cost control player. Um, I don't see what their path is. Uh, to doing anything, they probably won't make the playoffs again. Um, if you look at the Eastern Conference, but like 
now that they have Brunson, who I, I like Brunson. I do like Brunson. I think he's a really solid player, only 25, improving. I'm intrigued to see how he gets better from here. Doesn't get to the free throw line, doesn't take pull-up threes. Those are two things that are a little worrisome for me at that dollar amount, given what his usage will likely be. But, you know, Luca's not there. Maybe he can spread his wings a little bit. Maybe he can show some stuff that he couldn't. Doesn't have the spacing that he did in Dallas. Different offensive system. Uh, it's just going to be interesting. So I don't know if that's going to work out. Could blow up on their face. Could be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Isaiah Hartenstein at the money that they got him. Two-year deal. Uh, 16 mil. In my opinion, maybe the best backup uh, center in the NBA last season. And that's a blow for the Los Angeles Clippers, a team trying to win the title. I bet they wish that they could have retained him. He got more money in New York. Good for him. Uh, good for the Knicks for, you know, they dump Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks on Detroit. They need to replace um, Noel as a backup five. They get the best backup five in the league, in my opinion, or one of, and re-sign Mitch Robinson uh, to a contract that I guess like, you know, it's 10 mil less than what Nurk got uh, in Portland. So yeah, like I can't, I, I don't, I don't know if they're winners. I don't know if they're losers. I, I find myself now that I'm actually looking at what they're doing and I still don't think they have a path towards like making the playoffs anytime soon, short of RJ Barrett and Quentin Grimes and Obi Toppin, like really popping. Um. But we'll see. Like they could have had a worse offseason, I suppose. Yeah, no, I, I have them. Um, I have I have five teams between my in between <laughs> column and my waiting on column: the Knicks, the Lakers, the Jazz, the Suns, and the Hawks. And basically, you know, with the in between, like the Knicks have made enough moves to feel that they should be in the winners or the losers. If you really want to decide between the two, but the truth is how you would judge their whole offseason would be, are they going to use some of these assets they have to make a trade um, for something bigger? Can they realistically move Julius Randle? Which I kind of feel like we talk so much about their spacing issue. That would would unclog it. And if you're able to do that, you feel totally differently about what that looks like. You might feel differently like as far as if they move someone like Fournier, the defensive problems that they have, if you start Quentin Grimes uh, next to somebody like Jalen Brunson, like you feel a lot differently about that. If you've got him and then RJ Barrett at your two and three between Quentin Grimes. So I, I want to see what else is coming. Um, The Mitchell Robinson deal went a little more pricey than I thought that they would have to. It's not problematic in my mind. Uh, I think it's probably fine. Again, the cap is going to go up. Uh, I think he, is someone that maybe you get more use out of him too with a guard that can penetrate as much as he does and, and play make to some extent. It would help if he had more space. Um, but, you know, if he stays healthy, I don't think the Mitchell Robinson contract is a problem. Hartenstein, like you were saying, is a, is a great pickup for them, I think. Um, but all these other teams, like I said, Knicks, Lakers, Jazz, Suns, Hawks, we're all waiting on what happens with Durant. If that happens, obviously we're going to watch the Suns you know, maneuver. The Hawks Mm -hmm. have been talking about, you know, we've heard all about John Collins at this point. The Jazz have two stars that, you know, I don't imagine that they're moving Mitchell, but who knows? 
I would be surprised if they keep both of those guys. And if you're Brian Windhorst, you you have all sorts of theories about what might be happening in Utah land right now. <laughs> so, uh, and if you haven't seen that clip, I love you, Brad, but that was just classic. Uh, so, you know, the jazz plenty could happen with that. And the Lakers are pretty much the only team in this we have country. News. That, we have breaking what news. Happened? You're just, we're just what talking happened? about Atlanta. Atlanta is trading Kevin Herter. Okay. To Sacramento. Okay. For Justin holiday. Mo Harkless and a future first round pick. Uh, I'm a big Kevin Herter person. Um, So I like this. This is just like great. As soon as we finish this pod, I got to edit the crap out of this. But but (laughs) yeah, I, I like, I like Herter. Uh, I understand why they had to move him. I guess. Yeah, with Dejounte and Trey taking a lot of minutes, and um, presumably Hunter playing the three, who they still have to extend, and then you have a Kung with Capella at the five and Collins at the four still. So, like, I don't know how many minutes he was going to play. Bogdanovich is still there too, um, with a bunch of rookies. So, man, it just stinks because he's such a like. I feel, is he underrated? Like, uh, do people not get how good he is? Like, I don't. You're talking about I, Kevin Herter, right? Yeah. Like, he's just, he's no, someone, he's if a, I was trying to win basketball games and I had him on a contract that's good, I'd be like, all right, this is awesome. I've got Kevin he Herter. He handles here. the ball. He can shoot. Um, he's he not, I, I think, I think people look at him and assume that he can't defend, which is not true. Um, especially with that group. He's one of the, you know, the more decent defenders they've got. He's a pretty well rounded player. I think he's, he's now paid that way. Um, but it's, I mean, he was a big part of their push. If you look back to that team that made it to the conference finals, he w- he had some huge performances in that round where they just didn't have much going um, or in, in that run when they just didn't have much going offensively. Um, so, no, I mean, it's, it's an interesting pickup for Sacramento. Um, but this is kind of what I'm talking about with these teams I'm waiting on. You know, they're going to be making more deals. Um, you know, this one looks like it was a deal for a little bit more um depth for atlanta um and also just trying to space out their money a little bit and make it more bite-sized as opposed to having these big chunks of money like uh herders was but still even with that now you still have the question about where does collins end up i I think we've heard about the bulls a little bit as maybe being a potential landing spot but i don't know like there's still more to come and that's that's why i was telling our editors i was telling matt wong like he wanted me to write yesterday and i was like matt like i don't really feel like enough has happened yet to where i could actually judge a lot of these teams like so i i would be interested to see if the percentage of guys on day one that stuck with their teams was higher than normal at least the contenders it it just kind of felt like it was Uh, especially you look at teams like the bucks and and other teams like that where it's like they were mostly bringing back their own guys and i know a lot of that happens on day one but it just kind of felt like nothing fundamentally shifted yesterday and day one of free agency. So I feel like you're going to see more of it today, tomorrow, this weekend. And the Hawks are one of the teams that has the most stuff to shake out now after the Murray stuff, because you know, they're going to be unloading some of their bigger names and uh, Herder was one of them. There's still Collins to come, I think. Yeah. I like, you know, I want to see what the protection is on that pick. Um, obviously Atlanta just gave up a ton of 
uh, draft capital to get DeJounte Murray. So there's motivation there to kind of replenish the coffins. And you could take that pick and you could move it out if they want to, which they, they potentially will. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to process this. I, I like Kevin. Excuse me. I like Kevin Herter a lot. Um, okay. So what other let's go. Okay. Um, another winner that I have, Chris, mm-hmm. that we have not talked about at all that I feel is flying under the radar a little bit. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Damn, I've... bro. Did we really have another winner in common? We're doing this. <laughs> that was my that was my second one. Okay, go ahead. Uh, it's like, you know, I was I think I picked the Houston Rockets to win the title um, like five, five, six years in a row. It felt like uh, when Maury and, and uh, Harden was in his prime and, you know, when they brought PJ Tucker in, I wrote this column. I wrote this story after I talked to PJ and the headline was like PJ Tucker is the reason that the Rockets will win the championship in 2018. And they were a hamstring away. Tucker is still productive. I don't think he's the same guy he was in 2018. Still very productive, still plays on teams that go far in the playoffs. And he's a big reason why, Um, you know, the word soft was thrown around mentally tough was their lack of mental toughness was thrown around when after the Philadelphia 76ers were eliminated in the playoffs and PJ Tucker is like the most mentally tough and physically tough guy in basketball so if you're trying to bring anyone in let alone someone who will push Harden um, who knows Harden who knows Maury who knows how they want to play to be successful on both ends I just that's just like a brilliant signing and good for PJ for getting that much money guaranteed. I think it's all guaranteed yeah. 33 at his age. Like shout out to yeah. him. He's an inspiration. Love PJ Tucker. Also, More they money bring for in... the shoes. Exactly. Can't have too much. Uh, I'm going broke right now on my contract trying to buy these Yeezys out here. But Daniel House, <laughs> Daniel House also, I've, uh, I just, you know, the what I guess what he did in the bubble to kind of short circuit their their championship run that season has been water <laughs> under the bridge. Uh, but but, you know, you add this to, to Melton, that's three quality players, two way players that I think will help them in a playoff series and a run. And uh, this team is very good and should be considered a championship contender. And they have not brought in Eric Gordon yet, which, by the way, is definitely going to happen at some point. And I love Eric Gordon. So, uh, the Sixers are just kind of like running back what the Rockets were, but there is no uh Golden State Warriors juggernaut. I know that Harden is not Harden anymore either, but they also yeah. didn't have Joel Embiid. <laughs> so, Sixers are looking good. I, I gotta say, they're looking really good, and they're not going to back down from anyone anymore. So, so. All the same, I echo all those thoughts. I think I lost you for a brief minute. My internet was being wacky. So if you mentioned it already, then I don't mean to to belabor the point. But um, we one of the things we said the day after the Sixers got knocked out of the playoffs was just kind of like, who in their right mind would want to give James Harden like a big contract now? Um, and also we were saying like, okay, it'll be interesting to see in light of them bringing him over in this trade to begin with from Brooklyn, there probably was kind of like a backroom handshake sort of deal between Maury 
and Harden's folks about the idea of like, we'll take care of him after this, once his contract is up. Uh, but not wanting to do that at all in light of what you saw in the playoffs, whether he was healthy, not healthy, like he's slowing down. And I think it's a fair assumption that he's slowing down. Um, they got him at a much lower number without having to go too far into the future to do it. He was due what 47 million. And I think that, I don't know. I don't even know if they've ironed it out definitively yet, but I think it's everything we've been seeing. is like, it's going to be in the low, low thirties or like 30 a year for the next two years or something like that. Even if it was 35, I think the key is that you're not going any further out than next season. Obviously, I mean, by that, I mean the 23-24 season. So from that standpoint, it's a win because you're not, you don't have anything that's just going to ruin Joel Embiid's, you know, his the rest of his prime, the rest of his good years. Um, so to get him to come down on the number enough to where you can do this other stuff and have some flexibility, huge win for them. Uh, these are all guys that when you talk about Tucker and Howes and people like that, these are guys that can defend. These are guys that can hit a three, an open three. It's the sort of stuff you need to put around them. They obviously are not going to have Danny Green this year. They, they traded him away, um, and he's hurt. So having guys that can do some of this stuff, you needed people like this, um, and it, 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 it keeps them interesting. I'm not sure if I've got them right at the top of the list of contenders, but it wouldn't shock anyone if that was the case now um, because of the flexibility they got from getting a lower number on Harden for the next year or two. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. We have another signing, Chris. This oh, one man, is going to just, it's going to frazzle your brain. Uh, Robin Lopez has agreed to a one-year deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, <laughs> and that is not a team that I expected to be interested in Robin Lopez. Shout out to Robin Lopez for staying in the league. He's awesome. Um, it's always fun having him around the, yeah, the Cavs. I did not ex- anticipate them being in the business of wanting to get uh, another center, um, a low post center, but you're not scoring on the inside against this team, I guess is what's happening. Uh, so shout out to them for that. Uh, I have another team that I want to throw at you real quick before we go. Um, don't know if they're a winner. Don't know if they're a loser. I I have no idea how to assess their offseason. And frankly, if I were a fan of this team, I would be a little disappointed. Okay. And that team is the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I'm not going to say that they've messed up. I'm not going to like none of that. Um, but, you know, just like bringing everyone back, basically. Yeah. Right. And adding Joe Ingles. I saw that. Yeah. With the mid-level that they had access to. I yeah. believe Uh Someone that you're definitively not going to have for probably what the at least the first half of the season, I would think. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting one. Um, what, what just what were your thoughts about the Bucks and I guess their inactivity? Um, yeah, um, or just like throwing the taxpayer mid level at Joe Ingles when you're trying to win a championship. Again, a, a day one signing to too. A day one signing, which I I get it. If you're completely, completely convinced he's back healthy, that's the sort of thing. That, there's a couple things. I, I wrote the piece for us. I think every team that was in the playoffs once they got knocked out, we kind of did a post mortem on um, at SI. I was responsible for doing the one on the Bucks, and it was interesting because they, you know, on the one hand, you have to pick out their flaws. On the other, you you're keeping in the front of your mind that like they did not have Chris Middleton in a seven game series against the team that ended up representing the East in the finals. So it's like they weren't that far away. They they could have won the whole thing this year. They could have at least won the East. It's pretty easy to see how they could have won the East had they simply been healthy. That said, uh, they they're largely running this back plus Joe Ingles, which is an interesting concept. Like Ingles could be great for you if he's healthy. He is getting older, so he's not. He's never been like a really athletic player to begin with. An injury, a, 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 you know, a real injury could slow him down a little bit more. Who knows how much up to speed he gets? Who knows how much his age kind of hinders his ability to kind of get around screens and to really get into the paint? Uh, I did see one. I can't remember who said it. One person said he immediately becomes their best passer which is kind of an interesting way to think about it. Uh, I'm not sure I would say that, but he he does become one of their better passers for sure. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just kind of, again, if it was Let me like, ask you this. I, Can I ask you this? Is he, sure. is, 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 what is Joe Engel's role in the playoffs? That's my thing. Is that, is he in their rotation? I, 
I could see him getting potentially played off the floor at times. Uh, just like it's a team that's really, really, really athletic that he, he doesn't, I mean, I don't know, maybe he doesn't need to fit that if he's able to knock down threes. Uh, you know, maybe it's just something where, you know, he's one of the smartest guys in the game, but I, it was just a curious, like everybody likes Joe Ingles. It's not a question of whether a team would want him. I think for me, and this has been the case with Milwaukee a couple of times over the last couple of years, the whole thing with Bogdanovich a couple of years ago, I remember doing a podcast with Zach Lowe at the time saying, look, their off season was really good. They got true holiday. They did this, they did that. None of those are issues, but I can't help but think about the Bogdanovich thing and optics wise. And just like how you feel about it kind of shifts based on the timing of it and how it lined up. And because we know they could have had this, but instead they got this. They won a title anyway. The Ingles stuff, I think it was because it was a day one thing and they brought back a lot of the other guys they already had. It's just kind of like, is this all you're doing sort of thing? They might do more. They might kind of swing something trade-wise. So I'm, I'm willing to at least take a wait and see with it, but it was a little... Like, it was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. But then, like you said, when you factored in that that was their, that was their mid-level, right? Um, that was interesting to me because I wouldn't have expected that they would use it on him, um, particularly after last year and the fact that he didn't play much of last year because of his injury. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, I'd like to see. I'd like to think that there's something else that they've got going, but I'm not really sure what there's room for at this point. Maybe they get involved in something else. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm just not a huge fan of Milwaukee's front office, uh, personally. Um, they you made want some me to hit you with. Go ahead. No, yeah, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I don't want to spend ten minutes rambling about how much I don't like the Milwaukee Bucks front office. While but, we're uh, on it, because I feel like I feel like we're we're probably getting low on time, so I'll, I'll be quick with my last two. I'll, I'll call them losers. Look. The Wizards, and I think Tim Legler, who rarely kind of gets up in arms over anything. I don't even know if he was up in arms about this. He was like, "This, it, the Wizards and the Beal essentially are going to be irrelevant for the next five years, uh, which was somewhat harsh. Like, Beal has to do what he's got to do from a money standpoint. I'm not mad at him. You get basically that much money. Was it, what, 250 over the next five years or whatever it was, uh, to something over the next five it's good money. I mean, enough money to make him one of the highest paid players of all time, uh, you know, annually in terms of just the total package of his deal. Uh, but yeah, I, I tend to agree with Legler where you might even like what the Wizards have done this offseason, but there's no indication that. And I remember last year, I'm pretty sure you liked what the Wizards did. A lot of people did. They got out of the gate really well, um, but I just don't really I, I see a lot more potential for us to be looking at this a year from now, two years from now, saying like how long until Beal asks out, you know, the annual question, um, because it, I don't see this team really, they, they made the swing at Porzingis. Maybe that helps things at some point, but I just don't see, I don't think that they're going to be a factor anytime soon. And so the wizards probably felt like they had to do it at this point. Now you probably have to hope that his deal ages well enough to where you can get good value back when you trade them, if, and when you trade them. And that's not generally a good feeling that you have when you shell out that much money and that much of a commitment. So I'm going to put them in the losers column. The other team that I've got there for now, uh, and I was even asking questions about this yesterday is like, what are the bulls doing? Uh, 
<laughs> I, I don't mind. I don't mind Andre Drummond at that money. Like it was amazing because the minute he went to Philly on a, a minimum deal of that minimum, we were all like, man, this dude's really good, you know? And it tells you about the way we just think about value that he was just being ripped to shreds um, when he was on the max deal at one point or not max deal, but when he was making 20 some million. And then when he's making a vet minimum, you're like, oh, this guy's really useful. He's a good backup to have. He is. He's better than somebody like Tristan Thompson. So I'm fine with that. But for the Bulls, for a team that just had no answer whatsoever for Giannis and the Durants of the world, and granted, those guys are somewhat unguardable, but you have to have a guy that could at least try and at least look somewhat capable um, in a playoff setting, a guy like a P.J. Tucker. And meanwhile, I'm hearing about the Bulls chasing um, Gallinari. You know, if you look at the the Bulls Future fans who are... Continue. <laughs> the, the Bulls fans that I respect and the Bulls analysts that I respect and we're talking about TJ Warren. And I'm like, uh, mm. okay, these are guys that can shoot. These are guys that can score. I'm on, you know, I'm on record in our text message chain with you and our other guys at SI about, you know, I think that Gallinari is the herkiest athlete of all time. At least now he is, he's older. He's had a lot of surgeries, whatever. Mm. Um, but my point in saying all that is like, are these the guys that you would be throwing at, Giannis and KD and others, I, I just don't see it. And I just don't see what effort they're even making there so far. Maybe there's going to be somebody else I'm not thinking about. But like Daniel Howes would have been a, a good pickup for a team like the Bulls, a, a, a worthy pickup for a team like the Bulls. He's not answering all your questions or even most of them, but like it would have at least been something in that stratosphere of trying to get some guys that can do that. And I, um, I just don't see them making – an effort there, at least that we've heard of reportedly um, for those sorts of guys. And I kind of feel like that's one of their biggest needs. Um, I, I still expect that they might be in a trade conversation. I imagine if the Rudy Gobert stuff goes somewhere that the Bulls would want to be in on those conversations. I'm not sure what they offer, but um, you know, I imagine that their, their summer's not over either. They did get Levine back, which obviously was a step in the right direction for them. But uh, man, yeah. It's a team that you would think with the Durant stuff that if they had more assets that I could imagine that would have been attractive to a person like Durant if you had the assets to do it. A team that's just sitting there kind of a sleeping giant in the league for a while now. Um, and instead, we're asking questions about whether they even have enough draft capital assets to really be in a conversation about somebody like a Rudy Gobert. So it's it's just kind of it has to be mm -hmm. frustrating for Bulls fans. And I know following a lot of them, I'm looking at them and they're not happy. They're like, man, they're, they're salivating over TJ Warren who hasn't played since the bubble. And it's, 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 it's rough times. Shout out to TJ Warren, um, who has not signed yet and was like my favorite free agent <laughs> in this entire off season. So that's interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, the bulls couldn't, uh, couldn't rebound last year. Um, they finished 28th in offensive rebound rate. That's probably, I would assume, you know, what was in the calculus of bringing in Andre Drummond. But yeah, um, I, I, I agree. It. I agree with you. All your points of criticism there. And I'm not the biggest Drummond person. I don't think he's a bad player. And at that money, it's okay. But if you are the Bulls and 
I guess like, you know, you just signed Zach Levine to his max extension um, or max contract. And, I, you know, I just don't know what the direction is. I, I feel like when it comes down to it, Patrick Williams development is still just all that really matters here. And DeMar DeRozan stiff arming father time also and the health of Lonzo <laughs> and the health of Caruso yeah. and all that. Like, that's just really what it matters here. What matters here. Um, They're looking but... for shooting. And and it was funny. Cause I even asked yesterday when I was texting you and other people like, and it was a, a short side question to ask like what, you know, Gallinari, like if that's one of the main names on your board, like what are you doing in light of what the bulls fell short with last year? Shooting was a problem for them too. So I understand that. Um, it was a big, it was kind of an overlooked thing as far as um, Lonzo and how much it really hurt them to not have Lonzo Ball, who was shooting the ball really well for them, who shot the ball really well at the end of the year before that. Um, so I get that they need more shooting, but they also need guys that can defend guys that are anywhere from 6'6 six, six to 6'9 six, without having to throw Caruso. You know, you can't clone Caruso four times um, to guard those Absolutely. Guys. Absolutely. And uh, they, they need an additional body or two to do that. Derek Jones Jr. is nice, but he's not, you know, he's not someone that can guard all those guys capably the whole game. My last loser real quick, and then we'll go, is anyone who still believes Clutch doesn't run the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> they, they sign <laughs> Dre Brown Jr., Juan Toscano Anderson, Lonnie Walker IV. Those are all Clutch clients. Uh, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, but it's just like when you're so locked in on one agency as an organization, you kind of maybe you let some other talented pieces slip through the cracks with what you're trying to maybe. do. Uh, um, just a thought. Uh, so... <laughs> That's really all I have. I I have a, a lot of other thoughts, but I got to let you go. I got to go. I got to write this column. You got to write what you're writing. Um, yeah. Anything else that you want to say about the first 24 hours or so of, of free agency, Chris? Nah, man. Just I hope the next 24 slow down so that we can actually write something without having to edit it the minute we turn it in. So Yes, agree. Nice. Um, <laughs> I look forward to Danilo Gallinari's number getting retired by the Boston Celtics. That'll be a glorious day. <laughs> um, and if he actually doesn't pick the Celtics, cause that's not official yet, then I retract what I just said, but um, <laughs> Chris, I think that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for your expertise and your insight. Thank you so much for uh, to our listeners for sending the wonderful emails that you guys are sending in openfloormail at gmail.com. That's openfloormail at gmail.com. Everybody stay safe. Everybody enjoy the NBA offseason. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.